333 on the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. This Saturday, it's going to be a lovely weekend, I know, because it's downtown Riverfest from 4 to 11. You can go downtown and the riverfront there from 6 to 8 streets between both sides of the river, Raven and uh, Sharapa Place in that region. Live music, art, kids' activities, fireworks, food, beverage, retail vendors. Get all the details on that at DTSF.com. And uh, I look forward to that. It's going to be a good weekend. Uh, this, as I always say, is my favorite time of the day. It's the Weird friend segment when I can reach out to uh, folks I've known for a while and get some you know, soothing advice, some, uh, some, some comfort that everything's going to be okay. Uh, today's Weird Friend, of course, is it's Wednesday, so it's Mr. Hudson. Mr. Hudson, he of the uh, podcast, the, the Big Brother Gossip podcast, the uh, Live Ledge uh, live radio show on Friday evenings at uh, Real Punk Radio, and a uh, guy who spends a lot of time indoors. Uh, yes. <laughs> reading, reading, right? And, In this case, yes. Uh, you, we, we were just talking about this. You, uh, found a, a new book by, uh, Billy Bragg of all people. Uh, first of all, remind folks who Billy Bragg is. Billy Bragg was, um, he, he kind of came about in the, 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 the post-punk early alternative rock era of the, uh, you know, the early eighties, but he wasn't like any of those guys cause he was, you know, his first records were just him and his guitar. Um, and he was, he was, he was a singer songwriter, but, mm-hmm. but, you know, folk oriented, but he played, he played with an aggression that you don't normally hear in folk music. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he, as I, I called him a folky earlier, I, I don't, is that really fair? Because it's like, he's folk, but it's, it, that edge sort of leads you out of that genre a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's fair to say, but, but, you know, I mean, what, He's very hard to describe. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, if you don't know Billy Bragg, just go and go to YouTube and punch in Billy Bragg, two G's, and you'll learn a whole bunch. <laughs> yes. One of the best things, before we get to his book, that I, you know, I've, I always like him uh, in terms of his music and his message, and, and I, I like what he's doing, but when he did the uh, uh, Mermaid Avenue album with wilco that was yes. outstanding one of the best things yep. i have ever heard yep uh probably one of the best wilco albums ever too and that's that's really saying something yeah and they were they were uh woody guthrie lyrics right yep and uh yep, they're all music. woody guthrie songs yeah. yep really cool stuff if you ever want to go find that that's good that's a good introduction to billy bragg so but he's got a book yeah, yeah, he's got a book. It's called Roots, Radicals, and Rockers, How Skiffle Changed the World. Skiffle. And, uh, Skiffle, S-K-I-F-F-L-E. What is that, Scott? Um, well, you know how we, we've always been led to believe that British rock and roll started with the Beatles and the Stones and the Who and everybody like that, and they were all influenced by Chuck Berry and, and the blues. And actually, the first rock and roll in England was called Skiffle. Interesting. And it was, it was basically their version of rockabilly in some respects, um, like 55, 56. But the weird thing about it, and I got this out of this book. It's, he's a great writer, by the way. I, <laughs> I, 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 dev, I devoured this thing in like three days. Um, Skiffle actually started with ragtime jazz in New Orleans in a weird sort of way. There was a, a British 
jazz fan by the name of Ken Collier, C-O-L-Y-E-R. Mm-hmm. He joined the British um, Navy just for the opportunity to go see jazz in America. You're kidding. Yeah. So he comes over here, and, and uh, ragtime was his passion. So he ends up in New Orleans, and he was a bit of a music, musician himself. Mm-hmm. He had the nerve to end up playing on stage with black musicians, mm. which promptly got him deported. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Can't that seems have a bit harsh. Back then. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when was goes, this? When was this? This, this would have been around 52 or so when he was there, 51, 52. Wow. So he goes back to England and he starts, you know, a British ragtime band. And, uh, you know, finds other musicians that are kind of into what he's into. And they start playing all over Europe. And one of the musicians was a guy by the name of Lonnie, Lonnie Donegan. And uh, what they used to do is during breaks in their shows, uh, they would do a couple, two or three of them would, would kind of take over and play these little intermissions where they would do lead belly songs and things like that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Lonnie Donegan sang lead on a song called um, uh, uh, Rock Island Line. Oh, yeah. And when, it came to, when Ken Collier got a record contract, they didn't have enough material to record, so they recorded a couple of these little intermission songs. Uh, two years later, suddenly out of the blue, Rock Island Line is the I Want to Hold Your Hand of Skiffle. You're kidding it me. Was the it was the first, you know, get, you got to remember British music in the 50s, uh, the BBC didn't have anything geared to teens. The record industry was, was geared to adults, too. Rock Island Line was the first British song to hit number one that was guitar-based. What year was that? Uh, 55 or 6. Wow. And so suddenly, the entire country is looking for guitars. <laughs> Because it's really simple music. It's 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 a guitar. You knew you you know two or three chords. You get like a washboard, and you get you know really simple you know instruments. Mm-hmm. And you just make noise. You play really <laughs> aggressively, really loud, and suddenly every kid in the country wants a skiffle band. It really mirrors what happened twenty years later with punk rock. That's you know, amazing. Going against what the mainstream record business wants creating your own sound. And uh, it, it, it's really interesting, especially given the, the, the connection to, you know, jazz of all things. Yeah. Jazz created British rock and roll. That's wild. I had no idea. And what's, yeah. the, what's the name of the book again? The book is called Roots, Radicals, and Rockers, How Skiffle Changed the World. That's great. We'll try and get a, uh, maybe get a link on our Twitter feed, P. Lally Show, up there in find some place we can get some information on that book because it sounds fascinating. Where did, yeah, you fi- where did you find the book? Um, I had heard about it because I'm always looking for rock and roll books to read. Yeah. And, and so I, I, uh, I ordered it at Barnes and Noble. Yeah, I see. Um, that's pretty cool. And Billy Bragg, uh, uh, it's interesting to see him. I mean, that had to take a lot of research. That's not just a, uh, this is my life book. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And he, I mean, he, it, it reads like an expert musicologist would have written it. That's amazing. That uh, you learn something new every day, right? Right, Scott. Uh, yeah, it's a good change of pace from the everyday, you know, stuff we're dealing with right now, right? 
absolutely gets you get your brain in a completely different place uh we're yeah. here with my weird friend mr hudson and we're talking about uh, billy bragg's new book and uh, uh mr hudson did you also bring me uh we were talking about uh like a, a, what's your pick of the week what's your new release of the week what are you listening to i am actually listening to uh, a guy by the name of peter parrot p-e-r-r-e-t-t he was in the 70s in a band called the only ones their their big song is Another Girl, Another Planet, a Great million song. bands. Yeah, a million bands have covered over the years. Um, he pretty much disappeared from the music business for about 30 years due to heroin. Wow. And, in fact, he was, you know, he, he had a few years where he couldn't go anywhere without an oxygen tank. He was in such poor health. Um, but he cleaned himself up about five years ago. Uh, he built his lungs back up. <laughs> And uh, started writing songs, and he just put out a record called "How the West Was Won," mm-hmm. and I wasn't expecting much from it, you know. But I bought it because I was an Only Ones fan, mm-hmm. and it's actually really, really good lyrically. It's very funny, um, poignant at times, and uh, his his two sons are his band on the record, and uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 a really good record. And what's his name again? Give it to us one more time. Peter Parrott. Impaired to spell P-E-R-R-E-T-T. Outstanding. Well, if you are looking for some something new to listen to, there you go. Uh, Mr. Hudson, thank you so much for being with us today, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Awesome. Thanks. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. We're your radio home for Minnesota Twins baseball.